Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, football fans. How are you? The next to last summer Monday of the offseason here on Birds 365. We will have it again next Monday. And then Tuesday, the birds actually report. So we're eight days away from the birds gathering together down in South Philadelphia. Make our lives easier here on Birds 365 when stuff is actually happening on the football field. He's McMullen on McDonald. First things first, I got to apologize for the show starting a couple of minutes late. With a we minute were here, ago, but before, Jody set me off. With, before uh, kicking off the show, I foolishly asked John a wrestling question about AEW, yeah. and he went off on a tangent on how overspread. I tend Tony to go Tony. off on a tangent. You should know that by now, Jody. Yeah, I should have. That's why I'm apologizing to our Birds right, 365 listeners because the fair show enough. is late because I foolishly asked you a wrestling question with only a minute to go before the show is supposed to start. So that's on me. My bad. I apologize for that. We'll make up for it. We'll do plenty of birds over the next couple hours here. All right. The guy we're going to start the show talking about today is the individual who you and Ed Kratz has number one on your list of the top football players on the Philadelphia Eagles, top 25. You counted up from 25 to one. When last we spoke on Friday, you had revealed number two, which was uh, Jason Kelsey. It was kind of obvious that the guy who's going to be sitting atop your list was Lane Johnson. I had Lane Johnson number two on my list. We did it slightly differently. Most of our players are in very close proximity to each other on the top 25. I had Johnson two and Hurts one because 
I give a little bit more credence to the quarterback. You guys did a hard and fast best player at his position. And that means you believe Dwayne Johnson is that good an offensive lineman. And I got no problems with your list. Like I said, I had him at number two, John. Apparently someone does. Over the weekend, ESPN had, quote unquote, anonymous NFL executives vote and rank players at positions across the board, all positions. But this week, they revealed offensive linemen. And the Philadelphia Eagles had two of their offensive linemen uh, finish in the top 10. They ranked the top two in the top five. Right. Two tackles in the top five. Uh, At number five was Jordan Mailata. And at number four was Lane Johnson. So in the opinion, kind of like you and Ed worked your list together, these ESPN, uh, these were anonymous executives across the league, didn't say how many, didn't say who they were. That's why they were anonymous. But one executive did not have Lane Johnson as one of his 10 offensive line, top 10 offensive Lane Johnson, not one of the 10 top offensive linemen in the National Football League, and was quoted as saying he gets a lot of press for being noisy and being on a good team. This is where you get ticked off about Anonymous. I want to know who the hell that is. I, I, if this guy's got a job in the league and he doesn't think Lane Johnson is one of the 10 top offensive linemen in the National Football League, he really shouldn't have that job. I, I, I'm sorry. I need to know who this guy is. I got a couple of ESPN. I don't think I'm going to be able to, to figure this out or find this out. I'm not a reporter like you, Johnny Mac, working sources and like not what I do for a living. But I, I really am going to try. I'm going to put in a couple calls and see if somebody now, even if they know, they might not tell me because hopefully the people that I know are smart enough to go, oh, I know why Jody wants to know. He wants to rip this guy a new you-know-what. And he should because he doesn't have Lane Johnson in the top 10. Just the ranking itself is ridiculous. But then being noisy, what the F does that mean? What, what is he referring to? Yeah, no- I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know. I, I think it was Jimmy, Jimmy Kamsky from Philly Boys who – immediately assumed it was the Patriots because, but it was an NFC team. Uh, you, you remember when they made some comments about Lane being um, talking a little bit too much uh, back in the day. Um, I don't know. He talks you know, for an offensive line, a lot of offensive linemen. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't but, but I will say, you know me, I never get upset about this list. Um, Oh, I you know, first of all, he, he, I agree with your sentiment that if he really believes that uh, this unnamed executive who's an NFC executive, um, yeah, that's a problem. You probably need some personnel help. Like, yeah. You know, why Why are guys are saying things? What do I always say about press conferences, Jody? People act like they're they're they're, you know, courts and you're putting your hand on the Bible and you're swearing to tell the truth. That ain't a press conference. That ain't a conversation with somebody. You know, if you want me to guess, what about Jason Light? Jason Light once got in a fight with Howie Roseman, um, you know, lost a sort of power struggle. Who was the number three? Uh, Tristan Wirfs. He's the top right tackle on that list. Lane Johnson. Maybe he's trying to get his guy the championship. Maybe he's trying to get, you know, I, I, I doubt 
and by the way, I have no idea if that's the case. I'm just throwing something out there to give right. you an example of maybe he's trying to accomplish something. And he wants his guy to get the press as being the best right tackle because the first two were left tackles. Um, they were all the tackles jumbled together. It's obvious that Lane and, and Jordan are on the same list. Um, so Lane ended up being the second right tackle behind Werfs in Tampa Bay. He's a very good player, but I would put Lane ahead of him. But, you know, all of a sudden, if you don't put him on your top 10 list at all, all of a sudden, Werfs may jump up ahead of him. You know, you, maybe you may have figured it out before our stuff. very eyes, John. I give you credit for that. Maybe uh, you're trying to accomplish something. And that's so, why I don't take these lists seriously because everybody has an agenda in this league. Everybody, I talk to executives all the time. You have to know they're saying something for a reason. And it's usually to help their team in some way, some fashion, some form. So let me ask you a question from a reporter's standpoint. Um, and I don't have it in front of me. Was it just under the ESPN banner or did uh, individually? Uh, Jeremy Fowler is the guy who does it. Fowler put it all together. Yeah, all right, so like Mike Sando, he talks. Mike does it for The Athletic. Um, he does a lot of these pieces where he talks to a lot of executives. Um and Jeremy's very plugged in, talks to a lot of executives. But, you know, I, I got to see the – these things tend to be, you know, you, 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 they can't be very scientific because you, you can't spend a lot of time. You fire off a bunch of emails or text messages, and whoever answers, answers. Um, and you don't have time to sift through the nonsense like – it's something that I just said. You All just right, said, so let, let, let me ask you a question on that. Sifting through the nonsense. That's what I would characterize having Lane Johnson outside my top 10 would be nonsense. If you're Jeremy Fowler, do you not have to, at a minimum, send off another text or another email going, Lane Johnson out of the top 10? Are you shitting me? Is well, no, no, because A, it, it, and here's the thing about, because I used to be a national guy more than a local guy, Jody, you don't have you don't have freaking time in the day to keep on top of third. Believe me, there are a lot of guys who don't know how good Lane Johnson is. Because we're here every day, I'm there every day. We get to see him up close. Most most of these guys. And I'm not picking on anybody, but most of these guys don't know head nor hair, especially about offensive linemen, uh, you know, the dominance of, of, and I'll be fair. I don't know. I don't, I know Werfs is really good. I don't watch every stinking Tampa Bay game. I maybe he is better, but uh, uh, you know, I think Lane's been doing it longer and all that kind of stuff. But they're not on the ground floor of every team of every belt. Most most of them don't even go anywhere now because the things have shifted. And they do all their work from their office or their home. And occasionally they might show up, you know, locally. You'll see Garofolo down at at the Eagles. And I'm sure he'll be there for opening weekend. Um, But we're not talking about Jeremy Fowler's ratings. We're talking about executives around the league's ratings. He's just a compiler. He's just putting a list together. And he did have to get back to a guy because somehow he came up with a quote of he's on a very good team and he's noisy. 
So we got a follow-up quote from the guy. I would have liked to just have heard more about how the hell he had Lane Johnson out of the top 10. This is an executive in the league. This is a Mike Garofolo or a Jeremy Fowler who's doing their work from home watching video. This is a guy whose job it is to know. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, if, if, if somebody <laughs> left Patrick Mahomes off the top 10, like everybody's going to go, hey, did you forget Patrick Mahomes? Because everybody knows the quarterbacks and it's so high profile. And, you know, do you know Patrick Mahomes? I'm saying in reference to offensive linemen, he might not even realize how good Lane Johnson is to answer the question was what I was trying to say, um, as strange as that sounds to some people. And I don't know. I don't maybe does, maybe doesn't. I have no idea. But the second part is from the reporter standpoint. Yeah, you're not getting these guys for 20 minutes. Right. Uh, you know, you're you're getting one text message back. And if you send a follow up, they might go, fuck this guy. I got stuff to do. I mean, uh, you know, it's not like yeah, it's not like you're getting 45 minutes. Right. With it's not their obligation to answer your questions. I, yeah. I get that. But yeah, it, it would be my point. And we have no idea who the individual is. John gave us a pretty good theory on who it might be. Uh if you're going to do something that stupid, just say thank you. No, don't get involved. Well, say, all the time, say, I, I, I am too busy being whatever position I have is my uh, job to do. I don't have ten minutes, five minutes, two minutes to answer your question. If you're going to say something as stupid as Lane Johnson is not a top ten offensive lineman in the NFL, don't embarrass yourself. Just say, yeah, no comment. There's always, I mean, I, I, from a reporter standpoint, I'll see an MVP vote or an All Pro vote or something of that nature. And, you know, it's one random vote for some guy. And you know, right off the bat, whatever team it's from, it's somebody who covers that team. Right. And that's easy enough to figure out. And you can say, well, this guy shouldn't have a vote. This is unrealistic and all that kind of stuff. None of these things are perfect. And certainly these lists are, are imperfect. Um, because everybody's got an agenda, um, you know. But when you have executives talking about players, look, we're getting 15 minutes out of it. When you have executives talking about players, uh, it generates interest from the public. Sure. And um, that's why people do it. That's why Mike Sando does it. That's why Jeremy does it. Um, but executives are like anybody else. That they don't know about other players' teams well. Superstars, sure, but uh, uh, less known positions, offensive line being one of them, they're hyper focused on their own guys. There's, there's, there's a lot of NFL GMs that think they have better right tackles than Lane Johnson, because that's how, that's how hyper focused they are on their own teams, and they want to will it to be, and it's not. And you know. You know, I guarantee you, um, whether it's, and it's got to be at a certain level, but whether it's uh, 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 Duke Tobin or whether it's Howie Roseman, he thinks his guy's better than Patrick Mahomes. And he should. And he should. But it's not realistic. But that's sort of, that's sort of part of the gig. All right. But here's, here's the problem with your line of logic. It was one executive. He's got one right tackle. 
he put eight other right tackles, uh, eight eight other tackles in the uh, National Football League. Adelaide Johnson. I'm sorry, you got to know better. If you're if you're holding down a title, holding down a position in a front office in the National Football League, and you don't have Lane John as one of the top ten offensive line, you should be fired. There's no explanation. There's no. I got. Well, I just gave you one. I Maybe have he's to trying to get his a, guy a listing that somehow well, it's just dumb. And 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 and, and you shouldn't be fired because. Of any, you know, of any goofy list. I mean, you know, the top 100 players on the NFL network, I tell this story all the time. You know, I've been in the locker room every year when the NFL network people come to poll the Eagles on the top 100 list. Basically, they put down a bunch of other Eagles, um, and they don't put down 100 players. They put down 25, 30 players that they think of in that two-minute span because right. that's about all the inference they put on it. People will put way too much weight on this stuff, Jody. Way too much weight. I mean, somebody, I guarantee you, somebody got a text message and said, Werfs, Trent, well, everybody says Trent Williams. Um, and, and, and maybe my lotta, maybe not. And, and that's it. And they don't even put down 10. Um, and then you just cobble it together. You get, if you get like 30 guys, you just cobble it together and see who's got the most votes like Ed and I did. Um, but we pay attention to the team. So, and, and by the way, if anybody takes arts, uh, like people got upset at me where I put Jalen Hurts. Why you get upset at me? Go to somebody else. Go to Jody. Jody had him number one. Just go to the next list. Um, put people put too much weight on on these lists. Well, wait, gu- guilty as charged because I get your thing about the players voting for Pro Bowl, or whatever. That's not their job. Their job is supposed to be a player. They're not supposed to worry about how to rank guys on other teams and who's the fourth best and who's the sixth best. I get that. That those lists can be kind of whack because they're asking someone to do something. That isn't their job. If you're an executive in the league, your your job no, is to not evaluate job. players it's not, it's on not. your team and other teams. Now, you don't get paid to do it for ESPN. You're yeah. doing a favor for ESPN. But that is your job. That's it's what not you're paid to do. It's not, it's not their job to answer Jeremy Fowler. I get and by that. the way, Jody, if it's true. Then, and they're then bad, here's what you do, John. If you're that guy. And you get this list and you go, Jody McDonald's going to be giving me shit about it on Birds 365. Here's my response. No comment. If you're going to send it back to Jeremy Fowler, then take the time, do it right, and don't do something as asinine as not having Lane Johnson in the top 10 of offensive linemen in the league. That is your job. When you accept the responsibility of answering the question, you you can't do it as foolishly as that executive did. They're they're not going to be judged on a text message to jeremy fowler if they're that by me you bet your ass i'm judging them today if they're that bad at personnel that will be borne out over their job in their particular city and that's what they will lose their job over um and and that very well very well might happen if it's you know i just gave you a theory if it's jason light well he's already proven himself to a certain degree um, and he might be trying to accomplish something for his guy. Could be a whole host of reasons. Um, and But my main point is, 
what you said there, take the time. I guarantee you every single one of those guys didn't take the time. They were nice enough to answer a text message and say, this is who I think is the best tackle. And then they spent that 10 seconds or whatever to get that text and maybe a minute thinking about it. And that's the extent of it. So would let me ask you this then. Would it be okay if you're suggesting Jason Light did this and you could figure out the reason? So, uh, it oh, I make... have no idea. I don't want to. I have no idea if he did it. I'm just All right. Whoever, yeah. whoever, but Executive X is doing so for a reason to elevate his own players, whatever his reason is. So, would then you not have a problem with Howie Roseman leaving Patrick Mahomes off the top ten quarterbacks in the league? Because you would have... elevate Jalen Hurts' status because Mahomes is one of the guys who's actually ahead of. I would have no problem at all, except thinking, well, you're crazy. I I, I mean, it's not my problem. This executive is crazy. It's not my problem. But I would know if how he did that, he'd be doing it for a reason. I would know that. And I would say, well, all right, how he's trying to bolster his guy. Um, I know deep down how he knows who the best quarterback in the NFL is. And I know deep down who he's going to say the best quarterback in the NFL is. And I understand both reasons. Um, so again, I, I, that's why I never take any of these lists all that seriously. I guess I put a little bit more into the list than you do. That's very apparent. Well, if you want to put more in the list, they got two tackles in the top five, which is freaking impressive. Well, if again he's four is too low for lane johnson they got they there are 64 starting tackles in the nfl the eagles have two of the best five which i would i I, by the way i don't agree with i think they have one of the top five i think jordan's bordering on top 10 um but you know so it's maybe it maybe it works itself out in that way uh, fair enough. Johnny's trying to play peacemaker here. I'm pissed off. What can I tell you? All right. Johnny McDonald, John McMullen here with you on Bird 365. I spy with my little eye our first guest of the day. He is in the green room. He's getting ready to join us. He's our pal Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com. He's up next here on Bird 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. 
go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, thank you, mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Football Summer Monday on Birds 365. You got McMullen, McDonald, and our pal Jeff Kerr from CBSSports.com, who we made wait for a couple of minutes because I couldn't stop taking shots at an executive who doesn't have Lane Johnson <laughs> in the top 10 in the National Football League. Uh, but Jeff Kerr, I hope you had a uh, good week. Or Yeah, you were on with us last week. I uh, hope you bowled at 300 somewhere. Uh, but we're not even going no. there today. Instead, I'm going to stay in attack mode. And it's going to be one of your brethren at uh, CBSSports.com. And I've had uh, Brian DeArdo, right? He's one of your fellow writers at CBS Sports. Yeah, he's, he's on paternity leave right now, so he is missed he? Oh, oh so I'm going to take I'm going to take a shot at a guy. Poor who's guy. To, hey, it's like Marcus Mariota getting benched after having his kid. Jody's going to take a, <laughs> a, a shot at this poor guy. Him up all night, and I'm just going to yeah. take a shot at him. All right. Well, I apologize, Brian, but you get what you deserve. Um, on uh, a recent posting on CBSSports.com talking about the running backs who today's the day, 4 o'clock today, they either have to sign a contract extension or they have to play on the franchise tag. Uh, Pollard with the Cowboys, Saquon with the Giants. And Josh Jacobs of the Raiders and Deardo said that uh, don't be surprised if the Raiders try and trade him because the, he's not going to want to play on a tag. He might hold out, whatever. And the number one possible destination for Josh Jacobs would be a trade to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's not happening. That's why. I, I, I is, he, to... is he blaming the fact that he's on maternity leave? Is that why Deardo is so out of touch <laughs> because he's got to take care of his, his newborn baby that he would come up with something as ludicrous as the Eagles trading for Josh Jacobs? I got, a, I got a secret for you. This is why I don't like when we have to list teams after every time someone does something. Oh, Jeff's yeah, let's gonna make prove the hypothetical. Jeff's going to prove my point here. Go ahead. Yeah, let's make the hypothetical, and let's just put someone in there. And I'll tell you, Brian hates that stuff just as much as I do. I'll tell you that right now. And I guarantee you, I don't know Brian. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if he's based. Where's do you know where he's based? Yeah, he's yeah. based out of Pittsburgh. So he Pittsburgh. does Pittsburgh, uh, I'm, Cleveland, I'm, Cincinnati. 
I'm I'm going to guarantee he's not that well versed in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles, at least opposed to certain other teams in their history with running backs. Um, and and something I should have added in our first segment is, uh, by the way, players I believe were involved involved with Fowler's list as well. So that jumbles. I it was things just up. executives. I think it was players. Yeah, as well. I, I I thought it was players in the on Fowler's yeah, list. Yeah, players, exec, scouts. I think it was a whole collapse. So it might be players bitter at getting destroyed by lane on a week-to-week basis um so i should have thrown that in but jeff brings up a good point look not everybody's well versed on the eagles running back history and by the way in the eagle remember when i forget who did it who who bloated it was an ex-player i want to give him credit credit Bloated the Derrick Henrys coming to Philadelphia stuff. Who was that? that was oh, the Akbar, guy who's the host of uh, the Akbar Gabazabia Miller. Yeah, host right. American yeah. Ninja Warrior in the top. Ninja Warriors. And yeah. Everybody bought that. And I think Joe Banner chimed in. It's like, Not when are these people going to stop <laughs> with running backs? And, and you know and, what's and funny the... about that whole thing? I remember going on Reddit one time and someone said, Is this guy like legit? Is he correct? And someone pointed out like the one time out of 10 he was right. And everybody just kind of roll with it. I'm like, well, I'm not rolling. I mean, with it. look, and I, and I'll throw this out to both of you, and 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 Jody, please chime in because I was talking to uh, uh, a program executive uh, that shall remain nameless, and you know he threw out like when I say no shot, no shot, hashtag no, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. By the way, isn't it a surprise, guys, that the Eagles didn't pay $12 million to a number three oh, receiver? I, I, I'm, shocked. I'm shocked, shock? guys. I'm isn't shocked. That, I, I, I almost fell over. I was so shocked. But, you know, so when I bring it, oh, we're just having fun, he would tell me. Oh, it's just fun. We know, but it's just fun. And then to me, the back end is, all right, it's fun. Why is it fun to talk about unrealistic stuff and then you edge – you, Can you, I be you, honest, John? It's an yeah. insult to what we do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so when, when I had to rank the Hopkins stuff, like potential landing spots for CBS when he was released, I did a little twist on it. I'm like, okay, let's rank the realistic possibility of the quarterbacks he listed and where he's going. And I think people appreciate that more. And I said, look, it's probably going to be the Bills or the Chiefs if the Ravens really wanted to get into it. They would have, but they didn't. It's but I said there's no way the Eagles are paying that money. Yeah, See, now we're looking we're looking at two different deal, things. The there are two different things here. Number one was the discussion John and I were having about Fowler compiling others' opinions. That's one thing. Brian DeArdo is the sole name on the article that he posted. And I've I've had him on my show on CBS Sports uh, Radio, and he does a nice job, and I think generally knows what he's talking about. He's an NFL historian. Uh, Okay, that's good. Then he knows the history. Then he doesn't know 2023. Because you got to do a little homework here, big guy. Uh, He wants to write a column about Jacobs being traded. Well, where could Jacobs be traded? Ooh, the Eagles used to have Miles Sanders. Now they don't. Now they brought in DeAndre Swift. Didn't have to give up much to get him. They signed Rashawn Penny for a buck fifty during the offseason. They don't really have an unquestioned number one lead back. Let's give him Josh Jacobs. Come on, you got to be better than that. I know he doesn't follow the Eagles day in and day out like McMullen and McDonald do, but it's not like a uh, well-kept secret that the Eagles devalue the running back position. 
Why would they trade for a guy who's going to make top of the market money? It just doesn't add up. Come on. He's better than that. So I had a couple of local Titans. Ty- again, I don't cover the Titans much. I don't really know too much about what they do. So I actually asked around one time when Hopkins was available and I said, hey, you guys are more to know. Like, does Rainbow actually mean what he says? Or is he one of those guys that kind of beats around the bush? Like, oh, we're not interested in DeAndre Hopkins. And what guy said, I, I wouldn't be shocked that they signed him. So I just got, I didn't roll with that. But I said, ah, I'm not going to put the Titans out of this race. And smart. And, and you did, you did your I, that's all I said. Yeah, that's all I said. Because in an article previously, when I, I, or someone asked me on Twitter, and I said, I don't know, to be honest with you. And they're like, what do you mean you all know? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I'm like, the, yeah. the, you ask your local beat. The well, team. and by the way, Kansas City and Buffalo, you know, Kansas City was involved uh, with yeah, Andre Hopkins. So, you know, it, it would have had to have gotten to the point where, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not going to get the money I want. Then you go into ring shopping mode. Then Kansas City would have became relevant. But as long as somebody was going to go up to 12, and it could be 15 um, with Tennessee, um, what a shock. He took the best deal. What Um, what I don't get with Hopkins and all this is, why didn't you just wait until Chris Jones gets that extension, which I believe is going to happen very soon. Then the cap space is freed up, and then he could have had his cake and ate it too. Yeah, I'll, I'll I don't think a, they were going near that number. Jim. I don't think they you, were either, but yeah. it, 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 they definitely would have had a competitive offer. I'll give you that. my read on it. Number one, I'll take a victory lap because the day uh, Hopkins got released, I said, he'll sign with the team that's going to pay him the most money. He's not a ring chaser. He doesn't worry about getting the Super Bowl. No, he's going to get paid. And he did. And I guarantee you, Tennessee was far and away the biggest offer that he had. And I'll tell you who should get credit. For getting DeAndre Hopkins the most money from the Tennessee Titans. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. See if you can follow my logic on this one. I think when I they signed, going here. <laughs> when they signed Quinn and Williams last week, the bar for defensive tackles got reset. So Chris Jones is talking to the Chiefs. They're looking to get that extension done to clear up money under the cap to be able to be a player for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh-oh, the bar got reset. Quinn and Williams got more money than everybody expected. So Jones goes back in and says, oh, yeah, we got to redo the deal we're talking about. That means Kansas City doesn't have any cap room to play with. And, yes, Tennessee get got nervous and said, uh-oh, before this happened, he, he, they, they might get this done. We need to get this done, and they up their offer. And that's why he's now a Tennessee Titan. So the Jets, by moving the bar on the defensive tackle. And by the, the way, uh, there, there's, again, I'll give credit to Howie Roseman. That's why Howie, more often than not, acts early for this reason. Kansas City lost Tyreek Hill last year for the same reason. They had to deal with him. And then all of a sudden, who who signed? I forget who signed. It just exploded. Yeah, they, the uh, it wasn't Debo. It, it wasn't was, Devontae. Devontae Adams. Yep. Yeah, Devontae um, Adams is the one who signed yeah. and got traded. Yeah, And uh, at, all of a sudden, Tyreek's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. And then they're like, we can't go to this. And this whole sort of uh, domino effect. Yep. Yeah, other teams uh, in what they do affect the other teams. And that's why Howie Roseman's – I was pretty consistent, Jody. He's got to get Jalen Hurts done first, if at all possible – because Burrow's coming, Justin Herbert's coming. That was my number one priority for them this all season. Get Jalen Hurts. Oh, by the way, just, Justin Herbert and Joe <laughs> Burrow are still getting the questions. Have you signed? I asked yeah. Justin Herbert it already. I'm like, hey, 
Yeah, I know. I got to ask you this. And he goes, yeah, I know. We got to get it done. I said. And and, and by the way, yeah. Jalen Hurts, even though they haven't gotten it done, Jalen Hurts was the highest paid player in the history of football for four days. <laughs> was it four Marquez. days or was it 10? It was 10 days. I, I, I think it was four days. It was I think less it was than a days. week. I, yeah, I think it was do, less than a week. I'll have to double five. check, but I think it was Yeah, I thought days. Lamar signed the next week on draft night. I Maybe officially, but uh, yeah. the, the, the – um, but I'll look it up. Um, but either way, I mean, that's how quickly it happens. Um, and somebody sets the bar. And then, look, whenever they sign Joe Burrow, and it's more difficult for the – we've talked about this a lot – for the Bengals and the Chargers, two of the lesser financially well, well-heeled teams in the league because you got to put that money in escrow. They're not cash fluid. So they have bigger problems. they got to get all their ducks in a row. But <clears throat> when they sign those guys, they're going to get more than Jalen Hurts. They are. It's the way except, it works. I was on, none um, of them have been paid just yet. And that's why Howie's got to get extra credit, as Johnny correctly points out. Nobody's dealing with that. <laughs> they just Jalen Hurts coming into camp, happy young man, not listening to the noise or the rat picking up the rat poison, whatever. He's in place. Burrow and Herbert will be answering questions all preseason long. And how about the contract? How about the contract? How about the contract? Yeah, the Bengals and the Chargers have to deal with that. Eagles don't. No, it's, it's beautiful. I actually was asked that. I was on the Cincinnati radio station Friday. And they're like, when do you think the Burrow deal is going to get done, in all honesty? And I said, you know what? If I'm today, I would just – he's going to get $60 million a year anyway. You might as well just pay him 65 reset the market, and then, then make the Cowboys pay Dak Prescott $70 You're, you're talking about the Bengals resetting the market? That has no yeah. chance of happening. Hey, I, I, I got a fun story for you. You know the Joe Mixon restructure? That's the first time the Bengals have ever restructured a contract of their own player. Really? They've tried, but that's the first one that they were able to get done. He took a big uh, haircut, Joe Mixon. I'm surprised. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I I think that's the price you want to can, pay for winning a Super you, Bowl. I was going to say, winning can you players. blame them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the market not spins. There, There's not much you can contract. do. There's not much you can do because if, if you're going to get cut, you're not going to get money elsewhere. Yeah, running backs are in a bad position. They're, they're, so basically with Allen Cincinnati, the conception was, or perception was, he did not want to be Dalvin Cook. He didn't want to be a free agent. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. And guess what? I agree with him because the yeah. running back market has been so devalued. You're screwed. His redone deal, even though it's a pretty big haircut, as John points out, better than what he would have gotten if he got free agency. And I don't think I, anybody and knows I agree he's giving him, him any more than that. You're, you're yeah. playing with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on a team that just went to the AFC Championship game two years in a row, and you like it there. Why would you want to leave? Yeah, fair point. I mean, we're going to see Dalvin Cook. I think it's going to sign somewhere within the next week, I would think. I would, don't you guys think it's going to be Miami now? I do think it's going to be Miami. I think Miami is using uh, the Jets, and I think the Jets shouldn't even play into it. I think Jody's Jets shouldn't even play into it. Um, but, you know, if you're the Jets, you might say, well, let's try to you know, finagle it and try to up the price and make it more difficult for Miami. So it's a it's a delicate uh, line you have to sort of straddle if you're Joe Douglas. But ultimately, yeah, I think he's going to end up in Miami. Now, how bad how bad is it for the Patriots? They weren't able to get DeAndre Hopkins. I don't Hopkins think it's that bad. I, I, got, 
I don't care about DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's a descending player. I got to pay him $15 million. By the way, Tennessee doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, he's not going to get the football. He's not going to be happy. What are you happy. talking about? They got the great Will Levis backing up. Um, yeah. The guy who can't throw. That's what, exactly. uh, that's what I'm told. Yeah. That's Good all told that he can't throw. I mean, I've said it when he was at Penn State, he can't throw. But Like I said, uh, Tennessee <laughs> doesn't have a quarterback. Um, yeah, it's not going to work out well. And and the Patriots aren't terrible at receiver, and they don't have a high-volume passing game anyway. So it's kind of like, why? what's the point? I don't want to pay that guy $15 million. Now, the old DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Um, but he wouldn't be available. There's a I reason mean, he's available. If Bill right. Belichick you, cares that I think, think Andy Reid's better you, coaching him, then yeah. John, John and <laughs> Jeff, do you believe the Patriots have a better wide receiver than DeAndre Hopkins no. this year? No, no not at all. If he I, comes I in and he's your number one wide receiver, you at least have to have interest. If you're going to add guy. Now, the money's the other thing. I, I don't think shame on the Titans for paying him what they paid him, but and the Patriots weren't going to go. We lose Jody, John. Did we lose Jody? Yeah, Jody's frozen. We'll yeah. see. Um, so I was looking up the Patriots when Jody got frozen, Jeff. Um, so they have Devontae Parker, uh, Juju. They signed Juju Smith-Schuster from Kansas City. They got that fast kid, Ty- Tyquan Thornton. I don't know. Is it that much of an upgrade that I'm going to be upset? I think they like Devontae Parker. I, I I think that was a good he's, pickup he's for them. He's a decent player. No, is DeAndre better? Yeah, of course yeah. he's better. But is it that much of an upgrade for $15 million for one year? And I don't think they're a contender. I don't either. Um, Who's more of a contender, Tennessee or New England? Oh, definitely New England. Tennessee's awful. I don't agree with it at all from Tennessee's perspective. I think it's terrible decision by them. I was talking to a couple of my Jaguars guys. They're not even afraid of DeAndre. I'm like, whatever. You know, it's, they're still the best team. Jacksonville's still the best team. Yeah. I mean, the AFC South, I think if you were to ask me who is the most definitive division champion in the NFL, I would say Jacksonville. Like I I can envision a scenario where the Eagles have some injuries and the Cowboys win the division. If you look at the NFC North, it could be anybody. Uh, The NFC South, I could make a case for Anybody, you can make a bigger case for who's the worst team. You can make a a case for uh, all of them. You know, that could be an eight-win division winner. Uh, The NFC West, you can make a case for Seattle if San Francisco has issues at the quarterback position. I I think the, the biggest sort of gimme as a division champion is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I I take Andy Reid. Uh, uh, I don't know because the that division still is. I I, I I I don't like Brandon Stelly, but I like I I like Justin Herbert a lot. I I I mean you're right. I that probably be number two. I'm not saying it's close, but I can I I think they're I think the Chargers are closer to the Chiefs than anybody that's closer to the Jags and that and it's because everybody else is horrible. By uh, the way, there's John, no other. There's speaking no of, other competency in that division. Speaking of NFL stuff, like I love this quarterback competition in Tampa Bay right now. If it's a competition, then why was Baker Mayfield 
in the Bucks premiere for their creamsicle unis, and Kyle Trask wasn't. Well, those are the marketing people, Jeff. They don't. I, I don't want to hear it. Like you, like you're not going to see the Eagles roll roll out uh, Tanner McKee in there if there was a quarterback up. No, well, if, if Tampa Bay, <laughs> if, if 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 Kyle Trask beats out Baker Mayfield, uh, he shouldn't. They got issues. Well, they got issues anyway. But they got issues anyway. Yeah, they got issues anyway. That's or why John, I've been... I, I think John Wolford is their third-string quarterback, the old Rams backup. Uh, I call him the AAF legend, John Wolford. That's why I've been saying all offseason, that's where Dalvin – if Dalvin Cook wants to be a DeAndre Hopkins, that's where he should go, to Tampa. <laughs> they Tampa, really like Rashad White, though. They really do. Better than yeah, Dalvin I mean, I, I, I – boy, I why would I pay anybody if I'm – Jason, we've been talking too much Jason Light, but I mean, they're rebuilding mode. Um, I don't want to say, you know, obviously I would say players don't tank, but executives do. Um, you know, they they might be in that. There's a lot of bad teams, but they might be in the What's Cal- crazy Williams about discussion. them is I liked a lot of the moves they made this offseason. Like they were able to keep Jamel Dean. They signed Levante David to a one-year deal, which I didn't think was going to be possible. I thought he was going to go somewhere else just because of his age, and they were able to still get a productive linebacker there. Yeah, they still got some talent on defense. I mean, they have Vita, they have Vita Bea, they have... Um, so shame on light for keeping that talent on defense because they're in rebuilding. No, it, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult for me. I say this all the time, Jody. Because, you know, sort of modern sports has become, well, we can't win the championship, so we might as well shoot for the stars. And, you know, in this I'm going to ask you to make a call, Johnny. Which one is it? What's your uh... No, I'm, well, I'm, I'm always going to fight. I'm always going to default to fight. So I don't, I don't right, blame Well, then them. they should be them. players for Dalvin Cook. Because I'm sorry, yeah. their running game just isn't good enough, and Cook makes it better if he signs there. Yeah, my bold predictions, Rashad White gets 1,000 yards this year. Yeah, really? I mean, I, I think they like White, as Jeff said, more than people realize. And and they got a chance of surprise in a bad division because of, you know, they drafted Kansi as well. That's going to be interesting um, to see I how he, he felt. I thought he fell to them on draft night. I, I thought that was a nice fit for them. Well, I think it's a nice situation for him because you have, you know, we so undersized, but you got Vita Vea right next to him. Uh, taking up blocks, so that'll make things easier for him. I don't know where Shaq Barrett is health-wise, but obviously if he's back, um, that's a big deal. Antoine Winfield Jr. is, I think, one of the most underrated players in the league. Um, yeah, He's going to get some, paid soon. They have, some good, uh, they have some good players on defense. And that division stinks, so yeah, I, I can't tank uh, – I don't like tanking to begin with. I mean, nor, nor if that's I. not evident. I, I hate tanking. Um, now I get it. If you're in season and you're three and 10 and it's pretty clear, if you want to start. Right. Well, you're young people, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm okay it, with tank, that. Tanking seemed to work for Doug Peterson in Philly though. Well, it, it, in, a, in a way. It did work. No, injuries dictated them playing, giving guys shots. Well, I mean, they're, 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 they're in the division helped. <laughs> their tanking was a half when they sat 
Chandler Hurts. It wasn't even a half. What was it? The last quarter? I, I forget. Yeah. And they had the lead, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, that was, that was a small, small sample size of tanking in a, in a city that knows more about tanking than anybody right. else. The, the um, unstoppable Nates, I felt. Yeah, <laughs> you know my favorite part of this whole thing is every time I see Joe Judge, I think like him basically saying we're going to make the Eagles pay, and we all do that. I'm like you guys know you were wow. six and ten, right? You guys Stupid. are terrible. Yeah. What an awful, what an awful head coach. But uh, there's been a you know who's all right. We're getting down a wormhole. Who's the most <laughs> unprepared head coach? First time head coach. I always thought it was Josh McDaniels. Oh no, uh, no, 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 no. The no, Daniel no. Hackett was pretty bad. No, the no, first no, no, time, no, Jody. No, no, the no. first time, the first time in Denver, Josh McDaniels was over. No, over, out, no, of, no, his no, 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 out no, of his no, league. Out no. of his league. No, we're we're forgetting one guy who was just in the league two years ago. Uh, Urban Meyer. That would be correct. Well, the this, most yeah. overmatched. And it's funny because you're such a good college head coach. It shows you the difference between being a college head coach and an NFL head coach. Yeah. He was the most overmatched head coach we've seen in and the And he NFL beat the Buffalo Bills? Decades. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett gave him a run last year. Uh, Josh uh, was just embarrassingly awful, and he got a second chance. And he's, whoa, he's embarrassingly awful again. Dennis Allen's um, not a good head coach, and yet somehow he got another job. Yeah. He's a great defensive coordinator. I, I love his defensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Dennis Allen, but he's not at their level. No, uh, no. Like, the Saints actually know how to win games. Yeah. Somewhat. Um, Ur Urban's on a level of his own. There's, I think Urban, Urban was sort of... Just remember, else. Jody, Urban got fired because he's an idiot. He didn't get fired because <laughs> I, he was a I sort of make... I, I'm, I'm sort of in the same category with... Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier back in the day, they just didn't give a shit. I, I think they're more of, they're like, all right, this is the way I do things. And when people don't listen because they're not 18, 19 year old kids that are scared of them, um, they just said, all right, well, uh, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to change. I, my, I put them more in that category. One of my favorite Eagles moments ever was when they beat Spurrier 40-7 to on Monday Night Football to give him his first loss in the NFL. Remember, it was the whole, oh, Washington's 4-0 in the preseason. They just blew out a crappy 49ers pre team. Preseason. Yeah. Pre and, and, Did and anybody Spurrier's really take preseason into the consideration? Yeah. Really? I find they used to care about it more in the day. I You would hear the occasional, they look so good in preseason. Now nobody does. Now everybody No, realizes. no one cares. No one cares. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember people would correlate preseason record to regular season record. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. Well, going way back, because I'm old, I always say there were two, like Denny Green, who I love and, and have tremendous respect for, he believed in winning preseason games. John Harbaugh and, does. They, is, I don't think oh, yeah, they won, like, how many, what is their, that's the greatest streak in sports history, by uh, the way. 22 in a row, I believe. 22 in now. a row, preseason wins. And um, are, are Ravens-Eagles first game this year? It is. Yeah. So they go for number 23 shot. against uh, Quick Nick, the coach of the Eagles, huh? I can see Nick uh, being, like, one of those guys. You know what? No. We're going to go. <laughs> no, I'm He's I'm not going to do that. 23 no in a row. But, but Denny would always say winning is a habit. Winning is a habit. Winning is a habit. I want to get these guys in the habit of winning, which I agree with. 
And then you had Marv Levy was on the other end of the spectrum who would, if you remember, when Buffalo was great and going all those Super Bowls, they'd go 0-4 in the preseason. Uh, Maybe I think they Buffalo has the record for most consecutive preseason losses. And 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 they would get blistered like 40-7 to and 48, and people would go, oh, is Buffalo losing it? And he would just play. He was looking for those two or three guys at the back end of his roster. That's all he was looking for. It didn't give a flying you-know-what about preseason games. I get both sentiments. Um, now it's completely different. Nobody cares. But back then it was a little bit more important. It was a little bit more important, I would say. I will say that. Uh, Dick Vermeil went 0-6 his first preseason with the Eagles. And it killed him because Six, he did – he did care about preseason. Yeah, yeah. guys, you, remember that we used to have preseason games. Can you imagine playing six preseason games now? Can McMullen you imagine? and I would be losing oh. it. We would be absolutely losing it in that press box. Right, oh, Jeff, we got another one of these? Jeff Turner, let's wrap on this note. Hypotheticals, since we started with hypotheticals. And wink, wink, nod, nod, don't think it's happening. But if an NFL team today called and offered the veteran minimum contract to Deshaun Jackson, would he say, okay, you're in, I'll report? Or would he go, no, wait, I just retired on social media. Uh, yeah, I can't, can't go back on my social word. Uh, thank you, no, I'll, I'll stay retired. Would Deshaun report if a team offered him veteran minimum tomorrow? You know, I mean, I didn't think he'd sign with the Ravens last year, and he did. So I wouldn't put it past him, but I think well, he's I done. Hope, I hope he enjoys I think he's, retirement. I think he's I done. I, you know what? I, I like what he said, man. I did it my way for 15 years, and good, good for him. And, and by the way, because I just got uh, a text, uh, of all the disrespect seasons, um, the, the largest one is looming. It is here. Madden ratings. Oh out. no, Ooh. that's that's right. It's bad in '99. Oh yeah, or whatever yeah. the heck it and is. And Justin Jefferson's getting a '99, so everybody else is going to be disrespected. Oh um, boy. Well, I'll tell you what. Patrick Mahomes will probably get a '99 too. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is only a '94 in Madden. Oh, the alarms. It's the biggest because the players care about that. I was going to say that's somebody. why it's the biggest disrespect because yeah. the players actually care. Like and, it, Lane, Lane took uh, five seconds to put together a tweet with a clown face on it, and then he moved on. I got more worked up talking about him here on the show than Lane himself, who was disrespected, really did. Oh, they take this Madden stuff so seriously. Yeah, yeah I mean, these, these players do know that game sucks, right? Like, the game no, is absolutely No, 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 terrible. no. Don't say that, Jeff Curry. Don't say that around any of the players. They take that stuff. Oh, I've said really it around seriously. some of the players. I'm like, you guys actually still play that garbage. That game Wait. hasn't gotten good in it hasn't been a good game in like 15 no. years. I'm I sorry. can't speak on video games because I don't care about Lord, video games. I don't but, play. But um yeah. I mean the fact that people care about those ratings drives me nuts. To the point I got into it with EA Sports on Twitter once. That's I said, awesome. Why are you getting upset about what video game people think about football players and they're trying to say, Oh, it's this large and bald process. I'm like, come on. No, it's stop not. It. Stop it. No, it's not. It, it's, uh, I, I still remember, I think it was the year after McNabb finished second in MVP. I think Madden rated him a 71. I'm like, what? He just finished second MVP voting. No. 
that's what I, I I'm just warning you, get stuff. ready for it because it's coming. Well, and, um, and you you two guys are reported, so you got to get ready for it because uh, guys will I, be I, asking I'll those questions for a reason here, to boys. players. I, I guarantee oh. you it's going to happen. You might not, but someone that you're standing next to will. Yeah, I guarantee it ain't coming from me, and I guarantee right. if it comes from somebody else, they're getting the eye roll. I they, guarantee they, you that. Yeah, I don't think John or Ed Kratz are going to be writing that story. They, they that. will some somewhat. Mark my words. Oh, somebody at somebody at SI will do it, but it'll be one you of the You know what ratings I would I'm, care I'm about, not. John? I, I think we should do it. I think we should get ESP to do it. Eagles beat writer ratings. I would I would Jimmy, tune in. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy did um and I hate when he does this shit. <laughs> I hate it. And Jimmy knows. He did um question face off power rankings. I did um, see that the one <laughs> and uh look we're not supposed to be the fucking story. I'm saying at words too much. I, That's I don't true today, John. I'm Kid, loving no, it. He, yeah. I think he does it every year. Kincaid does it on crossing blood. Uh he, he did says. a he did yeah Kincaid did a a bracket yeah Mark's Madness brackets yeah. of uh Eagle yeah. beat guys. So. I don't did, like. Did it. you guys laugh, by like the it. way, at the fire social media thing when? Uh, I, I uh, by that. the way, we got to get Kincaid on because he took a lot of heat for that Flyers thing, and I. Oh, can, oh he did. Him. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was an entertaining article, though. Yeah. No, it was a good piece. Nobody, Kincaid? nobody argued with the piece. They just argued with know, him. Go down the route. I was telling Jody last week. Everything's political with people who are political, and there's proof of it because. They just went down awful routes to poor Kevin Kincaid. And everything he reported was completely true. Right. Completely yeah. 100% lock, stock, and barrel. Ke- Kevin had a week between Rhodes' thing and the, the whole Flyers thing. It's, I, yeah. I, I, I don't blame him for not being on social media that much last week. Stick, stick to the facts, KK, and you'll be just fine. And we will get Kincaid on sometime before the season starts. Uh, Jeff Kerr, always a pleasure talking to you. If you feel the need, uh, to Jeff tell- Kerr, CBS. Good, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, bud. <laughs> always, I got to get guys. that plug in. I got to get that plug in, Joe. John, I, I guess I'll be seeing you face to face next week. Maybe. Who knows? I don't have a schedule. I, I don't that. either. <laughs> the, you and I are both. I was talking to a couple guys at the Phillies game this week. They're like, do, do you know what training camps? I'm like, I know when it starts. That's about it. I just I, show up at the gate, man. Yeah, they let me in or they don't. At some point, they got to let you in, so we know you'll be there. Uh, Jeff Kurt, thank you very much. <laughs> See you, guys. McMullen and McDonald, Mac and Mac, Birds 365, coming back for hour number two. Stay right there. run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods 
Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles You got Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen here with you on Birds 365. All right, I've already taken a shot at an anonymous NFL executive because he didn't have Lane Johnson in his top 10 list. And John did a real good job to try and explain what the possible line of thinking was to elevate one of his own players, wh- whatever it was. Just spitballing. And you're probably right, Johnny Mac. It's, it makes a lot of sense exactly what you said. Um, but I'm sorry, I just don't accept it. And shame on that person. If you're drawing a paycheck from the league, you ought to have more integrity than that. Then just say something you can't really believe that he's not a top 10 offensive lineman in the league. So I took a shot at whoever that executive is. I took a shot at Brian DeArdo, who suggested the Eagles would be the top trade the candidate. Poor guy's having a kid. You're taking shots. Yeah, I am. I'm just a nasty bad guy. Uh, well, <laughs> let me keep going down that road. If I'm going to make friends and influencing people instead making enemies and ticking people off, if that's my job today, so be it. Um, I have been unable to get a uh, contact number, a uh, cell phone number for a guy who writes about the Eagles here in town, who I think generally does a really good job. I check him out all the time. But today I got to go with a big shame on him. Um, I, I don't think he's a day in, day out guy. So I don't think you run into him, John. Um, Glenn Irby from Eagles Wire. Uh, no, not. A, yeah, not he's, a, he's not a he's not an Eagle big guy. He writes for Eagles Wire dot uh, com, which is a pretty good Eagles information website. But he's not a day in and day out big guy. 
Um, and like I said, I like a lot of what he did. He's done. <clears throat> and this, I was going to pump him up and give him credit for it today because he put something together that I thought was really intriguing. And then it dawned on me as I was going through it. Well, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Um, don't know if you saw this this morning. The ranking of all Eagle offseason moves this year. Every move from the minute the Super Bowl ended up till today, any player personnel move that the Philadelphia Eagles made, he ranks them, I think he goes 20 deep, as a matter of fact. So let me let, let me run them down for you real quick, John. And it's not going to be quick because I got to scroll through this. I wrote down a top 10, but I want to do all 20. So I stopped at 10. Uh, number 20 was drafting Tanner McKee, which uh, may or may not pan out. He may or may not make the team. So uh, number one, re-signing Jason Kelsey. Number two, drafting Jalen Carter. Number three, uh, redoing the contract of Darius Slay. Number four, re-signing James Bradbury. Number five, picking Nolan Smith in the first round. Number six, trading for DeAndre Swift. Number seven, signing Rashad Penny to the one-year deal. Number eight, re-signing Brandon Graham. They might have that one a little higher. Uh, number nine, selecting Sidney Brown uh, in the third round. Number 10, signing Terrell Edmonds, who may be their starting safety. Number 11, re-signing Fletcher Cox to a one-year deal. Ooh, little, little respect or disrespect, Fletcher, way down at number 11. All right. Uh, signing Alameda Zacchaeus as a potential wide receiver three, number 12. Uh, number 13, drafting Kaylee Ringo. Number 14, Picking up Nicholas Morrow. That's about where he belongs, even though he's going to be the starting linebacker for him. Agreed to terms with Marcus Mariota on a one-year deal. Ooh, I think I'd have backup quarterback a little higher than my 15th most important offseason move. Uh, signing, Resigning Boston Scott. Agreeing to a uh, deal with Contavious Street on a one-year contract. You think he's going to make the Eagles? Um, I would bet against it, but yes, you know, I. 55, 45, I'd say, uh, um, you and I are in the same, I think he's got there. a shot. Uh, right. In case of injury, in case of emergency yeah. break glass, fine. If everybody stays healthy, everybody does what they're supposed to do. He's not going to make the team. You and I are on the same page there. Number 18 coming to terms with Justin Evans on a one-year deal. Number 19 coming to contract agreement with Grady Williams on a one-year deal. Uh, so he's got more than 20. Moro Ojomo with their late draft pick at number 20, uh, signing Dan Arnold to a one-year contract, number 21, 22. He did 22. Uh, selecting Tanner McKee uh, in the uh, 188th overall in the draft. So he listed 22 Eagles offseason moves. Anything jump out at you that I just went through there that you either thought it was too high, too low. I think you should have cut it off at about ten. <laughs> but uh, when twenty-two deep, give them credit for going that no, far. No, that I, I meant. You know, there are certain things that are not that important unless you want to make them important. That's what I meant by that. I give them credit for doing the work, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a everybody signs a bunch of one-year guys that. You know, our draft proof thing, I always call it. Uh, um, and, and they have a shot to make the team if they're really good summer. Um, and then, you know, there's a shot, equal shot that they don't make the team. So of, of the major ones, I didn't see that big of an issue with it. Nothing jumped out at me. 
Um, Something jumped out at me after the fact. Because I wasn't uh, writing them down or anything. Nothing jumped out at me at first when you were saying it. Right. I I wrote down the top 10 because that's what I was going to say. Same as you just kind of represent. You have to get past 10. It's a really, does it matter? Is it going to make a major influence? So I stopped at 10, except I put uh, McKee down as number 22 because it was the last one. Um, Bring him back, Kelsey. uh, Drafting Carter. Redoing Slay. Bradbury. I put Bradbury ahead of Slay, but that's just me. Um, Drafting uh, Smith in the first round. Um, Tyree, uh, excuse me, drafting Smith, trading for Swift, signing Perry. How about the quarterback? How oh, do the do, extension? How do you um, do this list and not put extending Jalen Hurts well, that's as why, your number you know, one offseason move? Did he say trans? Uh, I, I don't know how he defined it. Everything is, Re- again. Num- I'll, I'll give you a number uh, four, five, uh, four again. Um, or, excuse me, number three. Redoing the contract to Darius Slay. Oh, well, then, yeah. Yeah. Then he if you got Slay player. at number three, that's all they did was redo Jalen's deal. He had another year to go. Yeah. They redid his it's a bad deal. job, man. It's a bad job then. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're only doing... Glenn. If you're only doing transactions, not extensions, uh, but he had, you know, but then, you know, Slay's, I'll give him a little bit of a break because Slay's a little bit different in that, you know, he was going to get released. That was that quirky thing. um, And and they worked it out the last minute. Like Bradbury was a free agent. You could call that an extension, but it really wasn't. But then you're a, we always said, you know, Either he just made a mistake and overlooked it because yeah, it was, he did. Um, you know, I I don't that, know. That's numero. You, you can't overlook that one. That's numero uno. When you have another one on your list that is basically the same thing, a player who was under contract who agreed under whatever terms. You're right. Slay had the guillotine over his neck that he was going to be released, and that's why I read the, the deal. That was not the case with uh, Jalen, but. It's a player extending his contract that was already under contract for the upcoming season. It's the same thing. They could have done Lane then as well because Lane got an extension. I mean, the only thing I'll say is those guys were in no danger of leaving. So, yeah. And they were extended um, in Jalen's case, largest, uh, contract of franchise history the other guys were either pending free agents or um you know in slay's case again unique circumstance technically was never a free agent but everything was out there was reported by Schefter et al that he was getting released he said goodbye he admitted on his podcast he was close to uh signing with baltimore um, so a little bit different. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a, yeah, of a break. No. Uh, if, Jody, if you, yeah, you're tough if today. You put in Swift on, if you're it's putting Monday. Swift on the list, uh, excuse me, if you're putting Slay on the list, you got to put Jalen on the list. It's an extension. Well, then you got to put Lane on the list, too. Lane got a one-year extension, uh, and they reworked his deal, and they gave him $30 million. Um, yeah, you got to put him on the list, too. I so, would tend then to we got to get to 24. 
Pork lunch got to get the twenty four. Keep 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 adding, big guy. There were a lot of moves during the off season, yeah. uh, but the top of the list has to be the uh, retaining of the quarterback at a massive number, a deserved massive number. And in case you're just tuning in, hey, you got to be here earlier. Bird Street sixty five starts eight a.m. on the East Coast. Um, <clears throat> Howie Roseman, we 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 are we're good to him. We're fair to him here on Bird Street sixty five. You and I are both fans. Uh, you told me you took a lot of grief when you said you thought Howie was a top GM. A lot of grief. A lot of grief, Howie. A lot of grief. And I was defending you the whole time. As was I. I think Howie's a damn good general manager. He's had a damn good offseason, as a matter of fact. But again, sorry to Glenn Irby for pointing this out. That move outdoes everything else. The fact that he got Jalen Hurts not only done, but done for a fair market deal and done before Burrow, before Herbert, getting it done in the order they did shoot. I continue to say the Baltimore Ravens need to send him a uh, gift basket of crab cakes because Lamar Jackson doesn't get done. If uh, Jalen Hurts doesn't get done first, he gets done immediately thereafter. That is the biggest move that the Eagles made during this offseason because quarterback is quarterback and he gets it done not only uh, at the right price, but absolutely at the right time. That's all on Howie Roseman at all. You always give credit to his uh, capologist sitting next to him, Jake Rosenberg and the like. So I want to give credit to the entire Eagle front office, but Howie's the point man. So he gets to accept the award for all his underlings. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, and and that, uh, I think it was important. I think the most important part said it earlier in the show was getting it done early, getting it mm -hmm. done before everybody else. And ultimately, again, you take that initial hit, um, and they did the same thing with Carson Wentz back in the day, and that was, remember, pre-Carson going off the rails. They took the same kind of hit saying, you're making Carson Wentz the highest – you know, franchise, the highest contract in franchise history. You take that hit and and making Jalen Hurts the highest paid player in NFL history, you take that hit for a couple days, maybe five days, maybe 10 days, and then bang, it's over. Um, because it never goes down. Joe Banner told me that many years ago. Never, ever goes down. There's no... There's no point. You can look at the only the only reversal in this league over the past 40, 50 years when it comes to money was the pandemic COVID, for obvious right. reasons. That's rare. That's uh, that's an outlier. You can't point to that with any credibility. Um, everything else just keeps going up, 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 up. And it's only going up from here because they, they have this TV deal, these TV rights deals locked in. And they move up incrementally, and that means the salary cap's going up incrementally. So. And, oh, by the way, they oh, even after they get the deals done, they find ways to supplement the deal by doing the Amazon Prime Day, yeah. right? by well, putting a true. Friday game that's in to get too. another uh, tens of millions of dollars added to the kick. Even when it looks like they can't do any better, they continue to find <laughs> ways to do even better with yeah. their television deals. So you're right. The, the cap never goes backwards. And Roseman at all were right on top of it and got Jalen Hurts done uh, early and at the price that was best for the Eagles. But I continue to remember. And again, now I'm going to tick Howie off, too. Um, 
yes, I do believe that the Eagles will, when necessary, get another deal done with Jalen Hurts. They will renegotiate a deal with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts will not be released as the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles because right now the way that he structured the deal, you talk about having to live with the Carson Wentz thing for about five days. Oh, if Jalen Hurts somehow loses all his superpowers and goes back to being a marginal quarterback, which maybe oh yeah, well then you take it in high school, hundred million dollars, not thirty three, John, a hundred, and in the ever escalating salary cap world, a hundred million dollars, you almost can't field a team. You have a hundred million dead cap. You take it. The Eagles have kind of proven it in the past with Carson. I mean. Look, if you get an evaluation wrong, it's always difficult. Um, but it's not as difficult as people like to make it out to be. Um, and the Eagles kind of prove that. Yeah, you take a hit. You take a hit. And if you're a good organization, you'll take a hit for a year, maybe two. And that's it. Uh, and you can get back, and, and the Eagles kind of proven that. Now, a lot of teams around the league, because everybody gets personnel moves wrong. Everybody. It's more difficult when you get quarterback wrong, but everybody gets personnel moves wrong. Um, other teams use it as an excuse. What was me? Oh, we got all this. This didn't work out. And, and and you know, they they use it as an excuse. So it's another indication of why the Eagles are a good organization. That doesn't mean you're not going to get players wrong. You get players wrong all the time. You get draft picks wrong all the time. Everybody, Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, they got it wrong. They corrected. They corrected. Once you get it wrong, there's nothing you can do about it. Only can move forward. And they eventually get Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But they're they're out further on a limb with Jalen Hurts' contract than any contract in the history of National Football League. That that's just facts, Jack. Well, I don't until, think it's going to come back to bite them. I think they'll get a renegotiation done when they have to. I think it'll be fine. But on paper, right now, it's the biggest potential downside any National Football League team has ever had. How he'll make it work? I I don't think it'll uh, be be. Well, no, Lamar would be. Lamar would be, and then it'll be Burrow, and it'll be Herbert, and moving forward, it'll be other quarterbacks. Because, as we said, he set the bar. Lamar passed it. Burrow will pass Lamar. Herbert, or vice versa, uh, both of them will pass Lamar. Uh, yeah, but you're talking first. about total contract. I'm talking about dead cap money. The way that they structured Jalen's deal this year to give themselves flexibility to do other things. Well, that, that they have more do... dead cap money. And, and Jalen uh, lords over Lamar for dead cap money going forward if well, the evaluation goes woefully awry. But that's also a strength of the Eagles because that's approved uh, by Jeffrey Lurie. So it's not as big as a concern because he's already proven again he's willing to take that hit and keep continuing going forward, trying to win football games. You're right, Jody. If you're saying uh, other teams wouldn't do the same, he's already proven. And by the way, I was one of the ones, Andrew Brandt and I were one of the ones, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. I admit he did it. He already did it. And he's proven that he's willing to do it. Yeah. But uh, again, that was $33 million. 
this is over a hundred million dollars. As much as revenue continues to grow in the National Football League, yeah, but it's you not. Put that it's it. not two hundred and twenty-five percent. It hasn't gone up two hundred and twenty-five percent in the last uh, two years. This is the furthest any team's ever been out on a limb with any one individual player. That this eclipses Carson Wentz and anything else. Oh, of, of, of course. But I'm glad you brought up everything, Moose. And we got to get the break to get to Chris Franklin, but. Everything goes up. The revenue goes up. And remember, this is not stagnant, right? It's not going to happen this year. Jalen Hurts isn't going to fall apart. Jalen Hurts isn't going to fall apart like Carson Wentz, number one. But number two, even if he gets injured, even if there's a horrific injury, um, we're talking incrementally going up two years, three years, four years. And at some point, it becomes, yeah, it does go up to that level. So it keeps moving up. Right, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. They know where the cap is going. They know where the cap is going. But uh, they, until you get there, and you know what the percentage increases are, that I've never seen anyone as a potential hundred million dollar uh, dead cap hit, and that's where. Well, what does it at. matter? It, it matters nothing this year. What does it matter? This year, nothing. No, correct. Well, next year it's a hundred million too. It well, doesn't come it down matter? all that much. Next year, was it matter? Catastrophic Ooh. injury? Yeah. That's, That's it. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, if, if there's a catastrophic injury, like a Teddy Bridgewater-like injury, I mean, all you, that can happen to any player in the NFL at any time. Right. And the players can get, and the Eagles also can get injury coverage. There's no catastrophic injury coverage for dead cap hits. There, there is none. You can't get relief on your cap if a guy suffers a catastrophic injury. You don't have to pay him. Doesn't come out of pocket for Jeff Laurie, which I think he'd be willing to do anyway. But there, there is no uh, uh, coverage for dead cap money. All right, we're off on a uh, Jalen Hurts tangent. Let's get off on a Chris Franklin tangent. We haven't had CF in a while. He's enjoying his summer. I like you wait till you get to see him. He's got a tan. Holy mackerel, he's got such better, uh, much better tan than me. Chris Franklin, NJ.com, joining us next here on Verge 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24 7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News, search 6ABC <laughs> Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. 
Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Bird! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake them Mama, go up, up, up! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. John McMullen, I'm Jody McDonald. That makes us Mac and Mac. And here from his summer abode, the getting back to work, Chris Franklin. Franklin, yeah, how's your summer going? It's been going great. I'm trying to get myself back into the swing of these, but also the 29th. So I'm like, wow, this is pretty good. Took a cruise, went to the Caribbean. This is the nice. most laid back until I've been. And poor Chris Franklin. He goes from the Caribbean to Jody McDonald and John McMullen. That is a <laughs> that is a deep dive. No, it's 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 a good thing. You know, I, I feel honored that you guys have me on. So you know what? I just there's no drop there at all, guys. I appreciate it. Back to work, Franklin. That's what we gotta say. Get back to work, Frank. No, we always appreciate when you come on board with us. All right, we haven't talked to you in about a month. We just ran down a list of all the offseason moves the Eagles made. Um, unfortunately, uh, Glenn Irby from Eagles Wire didn't put Jalen Hurts' contract extension as one of the Eagles' offseason moves. I don't know how he, he, he figured that out, but uh, that was the biggest one. We all expect Jalen Hurts to come back and be very similar to the player that he was last year. Is that fair? The contract says he's supposed to. They got the deal done. They're committed to him. He's committed to them. We know where everybody's mindset is. Can Jalen Hurts have as good or a better year this year than he did this past year when he was MVP runner-up? I know it's going to be tough to say this, especially when you put up the numbers that he did. I mean, he was in the conversation for even offensive, uh, offensive player of the year, too, but I think he can have an even better year. I think he's even more comfortable with this offense and the system, and I think he's continuing to improve as a thrower as well, too. I mean, you saw the touch that he developed on those passes, especially the deep passes, the intermediate ones. And as he gets used to seeing these different coverages even more and more and more, and with this complement of receivers that he has, I think when you look at the uh, his completion percentage, can even go up even higher, I think, because they're going to trust more passes to the running back. So I think overall, his completion percentage, I think, should go up. I think his yards will still go continue to go up. The only thing I think it could go down is the rushing touchdown. So I think the, touch, the passing touchdown number goes higher. Yeah, I mean, and I think if you talk to the Eagles, Chris, they would say, you know, and, and in fact, they constantly say, if you look at Jalen Hurts, 
dating back to Alabama, he's gotten better every single year. Uh, every single year he's got incrementally better. But here's my thing. He could get better. He might be a better quarterback and have a, a worse statistical season. Do you think that's possible? I think anything's possible. But I think we look, even with these defenses that they're playing against and even if they, they find themselves, even if with this tougher schedule, and they define themselves down or whatever. I think they're going to have to pass the ball more, so that means they're going to they're going to get his, those numbers go up and continue to go up as well too. But I think overall it, it's possible. But looking at what he was able to, just looking at like you said that projection and looking to what he's shown in the past and, and his continued trajectory, I, I think it's going to be a lot better. I think it's going to be a lot, a lot better when all said and done. You mentioned the fact that his numbers might get better because. He gets more yards passing to the backs out of the backfield. They without got DeAndre Swift, <clears throat> one of the best receivers receiving backs in the league last year. The Eagles were not only not good throwing the ball to the running back last year, they're flat out bad. It was not a major part of their offense. Brian Johnson replaces Shane Steichen, but it's still Nick Sirianni's offense. <clears throat> Is it solely because of the Swift acquisition that you think they're going to throw it that much more to the running back this year? Because John and I, John and I, kind of poo-poo that because we just don't think it's going to happen. We think Jalen Hurts, when he gets to his third checkdown, is I'm going to take off and run and make ten or twelve with my own feet, then dump it down to a back to get three or four. Even with the swift addition, I don't think the numbers are going up drastically. Why do you? I think so because I think it might be the rope. Just because what you can do and the potential we can do is free some other things up. I think you used a rope dope effect where you use those swing passes like extended handoffs, picking up three, four, five. And then we saw over time teams were starting to put those cornerbacks back because they didn't want to give them the big play to A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, what have you, downfield. So when teams start to see you starting to dink and dunk a little, even a little bit as well too, so that way you just get the ball out quickly so he doesn't have to run, they're going to start putting those corners a little bit more. And then now it's like, okay, you want to do that? Have at it. You can take more shots downfield. So – that's why I think it's. I think it may be a concerted effort early on to get that done. When I mean, you see them time and time again working on that stuff, no days like that. So I think when all said and done, it's going to be those numbers are going to improve that because Miles Sanders, for what he was and everything else, the receiving part of that game wasn't the biggest. What wasn't his strength when it came to that? That is true. Um, uh, Miles, <laughs> he was so good his rookie season didn't develop from there. That was the one disappointment, but. He had a great year running the football. I'm more concerned when it comes to the running back. How do they replace that 1,269 yards? From your perspective, Chris, does it come down to another lead back, or is it going to be strict committee? Is it going to be it's going to be committee committee with the lean towards Swift? I really think it's going to be like that. And the fact that if and I hate using the pie analogy or something like that, I could see him getting about like 30 percent. Penny, if he sticks on, about 25. And then you get Kate Gingwell on the third downs and Scott here and there if you give other breathers well, too. I think that committee effect, especially given the injury history with Swift and Penny, I think that way it keeps him fresher, keeps him away from that, and that way you continue to cycle and you get the most out of these guys and you see what you roll from there on out. So, Because uh, I think if you you continue to pound Swift over and over again, I mean, you saw shoulder and you know, everything else. We saw what happened with the Lions, so. Give it a committee look. They'll continue to cycle through that way. And that approach will so even also won't 
focus on one guy when it comes to your offense. All right, you gave a percentage number there, so I'm going to hold you to another percentage number because you mentioned it. John has mentioned it before. Uh, I I just don't think it's going to happen. I won't put a zero on it, but percentage chance Rashad Penny is not with the Eagles when the year starts. What would you put it at? I'd probably say 40, 35, 40, somewhere in that range. That he's not with the Eagles. He's not. Yeah, it's a possibility. It's a bigger possibility than people realize. Yeah, I'm with the people on this one. I don't think they're cutting him. I don't think there's any unless he's hurt, unless and that could very well happen. And then it's well, gonna uh, be an, it, it, an injury it, settlement. I mean, if he has a, a great summer, they're not cutting him. But if he has a Jaquaski Tart summer, they're cutting that's, him. I mean that's the thing I, I was know. gonna bring up. Yeah, yep. that's the thing I was gonna bring up because I thought when we saw him come in, it's like, okay, wow, we got this guy here. Then we saw him, it's yeah. like yeah, and then the money he was making it was like, okay, it's not a big, huge cap hit or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rashad Penny, when he's been at the top of his game, it's better than Jaquaski Tart ever was at the top of his game. Uh, That's I, true, but you know, you can point that uh, Tart was a longtime starter, as I pointed out, on a very good defense, typically, um, and far more durable. Uh, so you didn't have those issues. So there's like a give and take. Talent, yes, but nobody's saying Rashad. If Rashad Penny's healthy, um, and everything's copacetic, yeah, he's going to be on the team. But I'm saying if there's a hamstring and he's missing two weeks, it doesn't even have to be an ACL or a broken fibula. If he's not out there, and all of a sudden Nick Sirianni keeps talking about Trey Sermon and he knows Swift's going to be here, Swift and Gainwell are the two locks two locks, like 100%, they're going to be here. Uh, everybody else, even Boston, <clears throat> look, I mean, if Penny plays well and Trey Sermon plays well, they might say, hey, thanks for the memories, Boston. I don't think that's likely to happen. But other than Swift and Gainwell, everybody else, they got to they gotta perform this summer. Somebody's got to go. You, yeah. you don't think they're keeping five on the roster? No. No, so somebody's got to go. No, I thought it was I very interesting. I don't think it's going to be Penny. And sorry, even though the coach tries to sneak in, the Trey Sermon looks great in practice line every Possibly. once in a while. He's he's he the most. Be. I mean, they talked up Carrie Vincent and uh, you know Tay Gowan as well, and mm-hmm. we're Carrie Vincent and Tay Gowan today. Um, so yeah, it's possible. All right, I'm going to throw you in the deep end of the Caribbean since get you back, the juice is flowing. I I saw this. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Entering training camp, Chris Franklin. One trade, one free agent signing, and one extension for the Eagles throughout training camp. What do you think? I could see, I could see the trade being, a, especially toward the end of it, with a player for the player, especially like that after the second week, just to give like give them time to check it and, out. And, the, the and Eli Howard for Harold for Ryan Bates trade, <laughs> or or, uh, or you know like uh, not Eli Ricks for Dennis somebody Kelly else like for Doriel Green Beckham, <laughs> something like that. Something oh, along Doriel those lines Green was Beckham like, was going to come here and be Randy White. Uh, yeah. Uh, Randy Moss like in some yeah. people's eyes. That was funny. That yeah. was funny. 
Come on, they, 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 know, they, they know how to use him? Come on, everybody do this. He had a shot to do. Jordan Matthews for Ronald Darby, and yeah, they had to get that Jordan. Was and, that, and, was yeah, that was a legit NFL trade. trade. Yeah. yeah, that was a yeah. legit trade. That, that was good, but yeah, I think it's going to be one of those back end of the roster who they want a vet, maybe even a veteran who they think, hey, you know what? We'll give him a shot to go somewhere else a week before, see if he can latch on with that team. The signing, I don't think it's going to be anything big. If anything, I think it's going to be as soon as the, date, the camp's over, I'm going to say, let me check the waiver wire, see anybody else who can be thrown maybe on a practice squad fringe guy. And what was the other one I saw? I remember it was a trade. Contract extension. Uh, I know my. We do have a history. I know We do have a history of doing that right before. I mean, we look at my lot and everything else. Yeah. So you got to look at the 2020 draft. You got to look at the Jalen Hurts draft. I think yeah. it's pretty obvious because um, he's important. Well, we know Jalen Rager is gone, so. <laughs> I'm going to go, all right, I'm going to Jack Driscoll. I, I don't know. I, I, swing I, tackle, important role. He's got to be the swing tackle now, not just right tackle. He's the, he's the ripcord at right guard. He's got to be the left tackle. Jordan gets banged up. You extend him. You don't got to pay him a lot. Lock him down. Eh, I, 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 right, I'll wait. I'm, I'm not too thrilled with him. I, I like him as a right tackle, as a backup right tackle. I like him as a backup right guard on a left tackle side. They better hope my lot it doesn't go down because well, just seeing him, I know it was that one game against the Cardinals. I seen that, I was like, nah, this, this. I don't think he he aligns right on that left side. I think he's more of a right side guy. It was yeah, I I, I just play take my chances because I, I don't see him being a, somebody, I don't see somebody giving him a chance to be a starter in this league. I think he's good for what he is. So I think that's when. You might be able to get him. So what you're telling me, Chris Franklin, you're worried about no Andre Dillard. That's what yeah, you're telling actually me. Yeah, I am. Yeah, they, they I, never got I, the yeah. Andre Dillard extension done either, John. Well, you so. can't get that done. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Andre got, what did he get, $9 million a year. You can't pay a backup tackle $9 million a year. You can pay Jack Driscoll. You give him $2 million, he'll be thrilled. You, yeah, you give me the see, paper. That's that, that's <laughs> But that's going to be uh, the mindset that, I can get a starting job elsewhere. No, you might not no. think it. Might not might think it. His agent will be thinking it. That hey, these guys come off the Eagles. You're under Stoutland. Other teams will give you a chance to compete and start no. for a job. Well, he's and I, I'm on record agent. with this. I don't think agent. he's in the mix for right guard. For oh, a very I. specific I think... reason, because he is the backup left tackle and he is the backup right tackle. So they're going to keep him available. He is break glass in case of emergency. So if if Camp Jurgens can't play guard and Tyler Steen isn't ready, that's the only way Third. they go. They You're go right. to Jack Driscoll. But he is a ripcord. That's what he's the ripcord at right guard. It's like Camp can't play it. Tyler's not ready. You know Jack could be competent. That's the only way it happens. Yeah. And then you better hope. To goodness, if that happens, I think you got a lot more questions on that offensive line. If that's the case, but yeah, well, yeah, that I, would I, piss I off be... Jeff Stoutland because then you know you could do it that way. You could say Jack's playing right guard, and if Jordan gets banged up or Lane gets banged up, he kicks out the tackle, and then he, but you know he hates moving parts, right? So he doesn't want to do that. Um, so yeah. it would be a last worst case scenario. Uh, and I right take. Guard. And I take my chances on Stoutland developing a young guy that, that even if under Jeff Freed, we saw before 
you know, what happened off the field with Sills. You know, you saw what happened when he joined them. And you see when he's done with a lot of these younger guys in development. Yeah. And so I, I mean, they Kaylee always get one. Last year yep. it was Josh Sills, and Josh uh, got in trouble. Obviously, some serious um, issues, legal issues, but he remains on the commissioner's exempt list. They always seem to give him that one young guy he loves with. He loves um, Trevor Reed, Louisville. That's my prediction. That's really athletic. Um, he's got NFL ability, but. He's not strong enough. They got to get him in the weight room. I think he's the guy they're going to stash on the back end of the roster. Little little hint for everybody. But I haven't seen him. He might show up and be awful. I, mean, I like Tyrese. That's Robinson, my prediction. Yeah. Tyrese Robinson for me. I like that one too. But I think he's he might be the guy. Guy I'll go home. I think when you look at the way he finishes, the way he works in that proverbial phone booth that they like to say the guard. I. I I'm keeping an eye on him. I think he might be the one that sneaks on that one. Well, they have they have Tyrese Robinson, they have Fred Johnson, Roderick Johnson. You know what? Who uh I think it was Jordan we were talking to in the offseason. And, <laughs> and Jordan was trying to come up with those guys and for the life of them, he couldn't come up with them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, just say, if you just throw out the multinary and Johnson, yeah, you got him. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, we haven't had you out in a while, Chris Franklin. I know you saw him during the uh, off-season OTAs, or call him what you want. How big a factor is Alameda Zacchaeus going to be? Addition during the off-season, pretty much purely a slot guy, undersized, but you've got two damn good outside receivers, so your third wide receiver is usually your slot guy. Quez plays a lot in there when he's uh, on the field. Is Zacchaeus going to be able to get past Quez and become the Eagles' third wide receiver. I think they're going to stick with Quez being the third guy, just sort of for a speed element and putting the pressures on safety. But I could see them when they go four or even five four wide, maybe throw Gallant Goddard in on a slot. I could see him playing a role like Jason Avant. I think he's that good of a guy to find the space in the middle. He's another guy. When we mentioned Hertz earlier, improving each year. Zacchaeus is another guy who's improved each year as well too. As he's gotten gotten more and more comfortable in the slot and. I could see him being a guy where, okay, he looks, he knows where Sticks is. He's going to flash right big enough for where Hurts can try to find him. He throws it first down and keep the chains moving. I think he's that type of guy in there. And I mean, I, I actually, I think, more when I think about it, putting more like four or five, four wide outs might actually be beneficial for the Eagles because not only do you stretch it, you still got the threat of having Jalen run, and then you still got those two guys in the slot. He's still a running back next to him. So I think overall, I don't think he passes Quez, but I still think Quez for what they want him to do in his role in that office is still very, very important. But I think Zacchaeus could play a pivotal role in, in being like your first down guy. The Eagles play a lot of empty sets, Chris. So, you know, they're going to have four or five wides at time. And usually, you know, it's Kenny Gainwell in that instance sort of kicking out. But um, in that sort of same vein, how about doing it a different way? How relevant – is Dan Arnold. Can Dan Arnold make this football team? Uh, because I, I got to tell you, Chris, we, we only saw him for 100 minutes, but he was worlds above everybody else not named Dallas Goddard at tight end as a receiver. I mean, he was miles ahead of everybody else, including Calcaterra. When they initially signed him, 
I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute, he does a lot of the same stuff that Jack Stoll does. Not only just when it comes to like being at the block, block. Like that one, that's the thing. <laughs> and that's why I think it's important because you take him away. If, if you say, if you add it, like, 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 I think no, that will be the battle even between, I think the battle is more between Stoll and him. I think Stoll gives you more, more, more value as a blocker. And then you start looking like, okay, Arnold and Calcaterra. Well, let's just say the only one want to take Stoll off special teams and use them more in 12. I, I, I don't. I just don't see him. I think they would rather stick with Calcaterra, letting him see if he comes back in a second year, develop, see if he if he improved as a blocker as well too, as opposed to giving Arnold. Arnold Arnold is a good guy if you want on your practice squad. I'd take him as a practice squad guy, but eh, I just I don't see him making the team. And even though he's a veteran, he can now be on the practice squad because yeah. he changed yeah. the practice squad rules every single year and just make it more and more viable for veteran guys to be on the practice squad. You think he'd get uh, Johnny? You think he'd get snacked up if he were on a practice squad? You think another team would pick him off and no, sign him onto their I, roster? I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think there's a big concern because um, you know he was out there for a while as a free agent, right. so everybody had their I, shot. I think at Chris him. is right. I think that's my my, my only point is this squad. is this is a Super Bowl contender, and like he's 28, right? If they were a bad team, I'd go, yeah, Calcaterra, you know, keep the upside. But I think this is a guy who can help you in situations. He's a better blocker right now than Calcaterra. He's a better receiver than Calcaterra. They're a Super Bowl contender. I'm keeping Dan Arnold, and I'm trying to get Calcaterra on the practice squad. Um, he can help me in a big situation. I don't, I don't think Grant's going to help me. Um, that's where I would be. But – if it were a bad team, I'd be the exact opposite. So I think that guy can help a Super Bowl contender. And you know what's crazy? The one name we haven't mentioned at all that probably I can see being picked up by somebody else just because of the size and everything, Tyree Jackson. I mean, we thought all yeah, this time that he was going to be the guy there, but unless there is another phantom injury that pops up like, <laughs> in training yeah. camp, I think I think he somebody scoops him up. I mean, it's just – they're just deep at that position. And I really thought one at one point I thought he was going to be like a second tight end just because of his size and yeah, yeah. what he did. But so he did nothing in the hundred minutes you guys saw when he was out there, Tyree Jackson, that yeah. Arnold was the only other tight end you saw uh, other than Dallas Goddard. Well, Arnold is a legit NFL tight end. I mean, he's caught a bunch of passes. He he bounces around because he can't block at all, but he's a really good. And receiver. how bad does that make Dallas uh Calcaterra is a blocker. If you go, he can't block at all, but he's a better blocker than Calcaterra. But there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of, especially younger tight ends, they do one or the other. Like there are no more Dallas Goddards. There's a, you know, George Kittles. They're, they're a endangered species who can do both. It's, we got a guy who can block. We got a guy who can catch the football. Um, that's why I think Stoll is safe because he's the blocker. Um, I don't think Calcaterra is safe because Arnold's here and Arnold can catch the football. He is significantly better than any other tight end they have catching the football because he understands the position. He's savvy. He's got great hands, a little bit of athleticism. You're right. I mean, Tyree's a quarterback trying to play tight end. He's got tremendous athleticism, tremendous size. You know, the play he hurt his back on is – that was like the Jalen Rager of tight end plays. Remember Jalen's one-handed catch? Tyree's catch where he broke the 
bone in his back was there's few people in the world who can make that play, but it's not consistently there is how I would describe it. Yeah, anytime you can impress Mike Quick and, and uh, Harold Carmichael. I was sitting when I was standing right next to him. They were watching play, and he came down with that thing. He's like, Ooh, the fact they were – you impressed those guys with a catch. That's a big thing. But then they saw – I was like, uh, you just see – you just saw all the potential you had in the tight end phase, you know, the, the mesh routes in the middle with that side. It's, there's so much you can do. It's just what, maybe he pops up out of nowhere and he has a really good catch, puts things together, stays healthy. Maybe he fight, puts a fight in for that third one. Maybe he becomes that candidate that gets traded because he plays so well. They just don't have the room. They trade him to a team that's looking – looking for a tight end and maybe the Eagles get something back, like another player, maybe, I don't know, safety or what have you. That, and as you can see in the last week, maybe he becomes that guy. But it, there is a log jam at that position right now. All right, let me get both of you guys scouting reports on two important guys for the Eagles this upcoming year. And again, all you've seen is a handful of men. Johnny keeps throwing the number 100 men out there. Not a whole hell of a lot of time to be able to judge something, but Eagles' new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. The way that they comport themselves during these practices. Uh, we've all been around workouts and preseason stuff. Some guys are hands-on. Some guys are yellers and screamers. Some guys wait till after practice is over. Let's get back in the room and look at the tape, and I'll do my teaching there. What do you see out of the new offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator in practices? What kind of practice coach are they going to be? I think when I look at Brian Johnson, he reminds me of like that Todd Bowles type where you just go, okay, you, know, you chill, just chill, that calm demeanor. I mean, he could be completely different. Like I've talked really about, I've heard anything different that goes different than that, but he could be completely different behind closed doors. Like, yeah, you guys, what were you missing that with? But I haven't heard that in anything at all yet. So I think he's more of a chill, like, hey, listen, this is what you do here, this is what you do here. And, and like that steadying course that keeps you all away. I just wanted to say, you know, I saw a couple of times, I, was, I wasn't really looking at him per se. I just know a couple times looked over, like whatever different way like, he was getting hyped up around it, like around stuff like that. So I can see him. I think I think it's going to be more of a steadying force. I mean, just looking at the calm, like guys who aren't going to go, oh, okay, yeah, like just, no, I can't say that because a person, but it's <laughs> like not burying, burrowing in somewhere. Oh, no, like, yeah, don't think, worry about it. All yeah. right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He won't be on there last week, going like, oh, what's going on this one? You ain't going to do this, but still, it's. No, yeah, I think I, they I both think look good. really comfortable. Uh, you know, Brian, one of the things, I mean, it, 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 I probably put too much into this, but like Brian will say hi to us on the sideline and like he's comfortable in his own skin. Whereas a lot of times young coaches are like, all right, I gotta be, I gotta be buttoned up. I gotta, I can't be showing off to the head coach that I'm, 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 I'm comfortable and focused. I think he's really, um, he's really in his own skin. He's really competent in his abilities. I, I, I don't have any problems. And I think Sean Desai, and I think we saw it in his opening press conference, he gets Philadelphia. I think he gets Philadelphia more than Jonathan Gannon. Like I, I say it all the time, maybe it was his time at Temple. Um, he understands they're going to play the same philosophy. But he understands you got to brand it correctly in Philadelphia. Um, you got to talk about aggression and palpable. He uses that word. 
and everybody's like, yeah, we're going to be aggressive and palpable. And they're going to be playing the same stinking defense. But I think it buys goodwill, for lack of a better term. I see, Franklin, last question for me. Two players that will have major influence potentially against the Eagles this year have a deadline of 4 o'clock this afternoon. Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley, both franchise-tagged, have till 4 o'clock to get a, to get a uh, long-term contract deal done. Either one of them going to get a new deal done? Either one of them going to be saying, all right, I'm not showing up. Screw you and your franchise tag. Uh, what's going to happen with Mr. Pollard and Mr. Barkley this afternoon? Are they just going to be facing off against the birds twice apiece under the franchise offer? I think neither one of them, personally, I think neither one of them is going to sign long-term. I think Pollard reports, and I think Barkley maybe will be the one that doesn't report. I think Barkley's going to say, you know what? Uh, and and thing, I'm your offense. Yeah. I know Daniel Jones, I know they were saying, oh, Daniel Jones made this leap. Well, if you don't have Saquon Barkley next to him, you need Daniel Jones by himself to win a game, I'm feeling, if I'm the Eagles, I'm feeling pretty good. Like, oh, this is the guy? All right, cool. I know they got Waller and everything, but this is the guy? Fine. <laughs> and Pollard, I, it's all it, – I don't know what it is. This is all set up for Zeke to go back. I don't know what it is, but it's it just feels like that. Pollard's a decent player. I, I don't know, given that we know about the running back position, given what we've seen these other guys get, I know they want bigger money, but I just don't see teams doing that, especially this late. This lady's there, even with the extensions. You know what I think? At C. Franklin News, Chris, I think Saquon's taking the summer off, baby. A week yeah. before, right. week Show four, up. then he'll sign the franchise tag and say, all right, let's go. Let's go. What, what veteran wants to go to a training camp and practice yeah. in the heat? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm Pollard, I'm doing the same thing. Well, I who, think, who the I Cowboys think Pollard, going to give the yeah. ball to if not Pollard week one? Yeah. Even if he doesn't show up till the last week of camp, <laughs> Dak might have fifty-six passing attempts that first game. If that's the case, <laughs> I don't think you want to do that because you don't want to see Dak getting hurt if you're the Cowboys. Yeah. Chris Franklin, glad to know a couple of things. Number one, you got the great tan during the summer. Number two, had a great time in the Caribbean. <laughs> Number three, Caribbean. still got the birds at the house. They were ch- yeah. chirping in very effectively today. Give them a lot of credit yeah. for that. Uh, good to have you back in the mix, brother. You know how often we're going to tap into you during the year. Thanks for doing it with us today. Hey, it's precious. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. It was fun as always. Chris Thanks, Franklin bro. from NJ.com. Follow him uh, there. Does a great job covering the Eagles day in and day out. Like McMullen, like a lot of other Eagle Beat guys, we'll be punching up all week. See who's not still on vacation before everybody shows up at the Novacare Complex next week. Mac and Mac coming back to put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Almost running out of time here on Birds 365. Thanks for streaming in, everybody. While you're at it, before you get out the door, you go ahead and hit the like button. We could use a little uh, pump up in our algorithm. So uh, if you're a Mac and Mac guy, hit the like button before you get out of Dodge. Um, quick note on uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, Kevin on the stream just pointed out, good luck, Daniel Jones, if you don't have Saquon Barkley. Uh, Matt Breida? Can he go for 800 yards for the Giants this year as the backup running back in New York, Johnny Mac? Yeah, if he plays 17 games, uh, you know, that's like that's like 20 points on a bad NBA team. Yeah, he'll get 800 if he stays healthy, but what does it mean? Right. Um, Saquon Barkley is, is their offense, and, you know, it's one of the issues why I think the Giants were taking a step. They're going to take a step back. They overachieved last year. I like the Waller move if he stays healthy, but they still don't have great receivers. Um, Daniel Jones, I think, is okay. You know, I I don't think he's terrible. I don't I don't think he's great. Um, he won't be as okay if he doesn't have Saquon Barkley. Yeah, but if they don't have Saquon, I mean, they don't scare anybody right. at any time. Um, and you never want your top big play threat to be a tight end. Um, it, it works for Kansas City um, with Kelsey, uh, who's a Hall of Famer. But even, you know, before Kelsey, they had Tyreek Hill, and they were far more explosive uh, for that reason. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I think the Giants overachieved last year. There's going to be a bit of a market correction, even with Barkley, never mind without him. 
Yeah, I had uh, Matt Verderam on my uh, CBS show over the weekend, and I thought he rightfully said the chance to get a uh, extension done weighs more heavily on the Giants than either the Cowboys or the Raiders. Cowboys and Raiders are both like, yeah, what are we going to do with that? Uh, Pollard's not going anywhere. Raiders aren't all that good. The Giants need him badly. If you don't get the uh, Pollard thing done, if he sits out for a couple of weeks, yeah, you're going to lean on Zach and say, Zach, uh, Dak, you're going to have to throw for 350 yards. If Saquon Barkley holds out, Daniel Jones is going to get killed. He'll get crushed yeah. up there in New and York. And like I said, I think he's he'll he'll take the summer off and he'll come in for week one. That would be my prediction. That would be yeah. my prediction. In, uh, you got to play half the games, and now you can say that because – um, there's an odd number of games. I think you have to play in half to get accredited for a full season. So if Saquon just wants oh, to... Oh, he could take it longer, yeah. But Yeah, I, I think I'm... he could go in season, which will just screw the giant season. A lot of money to leave on the table. I, I, I always, you know, Le'Veon did it, but I, I don't think a lot of people... I think if you're playing the odds, it's a lot of money to leave on the table. And once you make that decision, you make you got to dig your heels in because you're not gaining any leverage. There's no advantage. Once the date comes and goes today, getting that contract extension goes out the window. So yeah. it's all just making a point. Now nah, I'll play for I'll play a half a year. I'll cash half a check. That's what it comes down to. And I'm not throwing out that possibility that Saquon may go there. Which uh, Eagles Giants don't play again till late in the season, like they did last year. Uh, Do they play in the, the first schedule. half against each other? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's late. Uh, yeah. So the late. Eagles aren't going to get the benefit of Saquon sitting out if he does the whole half season thing that I think he might. All right. Macman, good show today. I say we do this again tomorrow. You in? Uh, yeah, let's do it. We're getting closer and closer. By the way, week 16, week 18. So Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Then They're going to face Barkley twice again mm -hmm. like they did last year. And oh, by the way, wasn't a problem last year. He goes yeah. get the and that's the soft spot the Barkley. Yeah. After after Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks, you get Giants, Cardinals, Giants. So right. you're hoping to finish up 3-0. and Exactly. Uh, we're going to finish up today's show right now, but we will be back tomorrow right here on Bird Street 65 in 2-2. Two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hand off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.